It's about that time for NBA at Home with the Boys, your weekly dose of NBA basketball. Settle in and enjoy the chat. Cheers. G'day and welcome to NBA at Home with the Boys, episode number seven. Let me introduce the boys for today's cast. We've got Paul Superman Scarzi. Ep, ep. What's up? Matty the Dr. Page. Yo, yo. And our long lost brother, Ryan Midrange Wiggins. What's going on? You there, mate? Yeah, we're all, we're all, all right. All we're all good. Rumble. Ready to rumble. Let's get on with it. Episode good number to seven, go. boys. Now, I'm going to hand it to Wiggs and let's see what topic he wants to discuss this week. Wiggs, give it to us. Straight up. I, I want to, I'm wondering about, we've got two teams in the league right now who are 17 and 3. Now, I think it, this, this is, it's a little bit of a different story for the Lakers in the West, but I'm wondering in particular about the Bucks at 17 and 3 at this point in the season. Do we think that the Bucks in particular could beat the NBA regular season record? They've got a, you know, uh. they've got a, Pretty easy in the East. They're already on, like, they're, you know, they're, they're pretty close to being on target. Do we reckon that they could, um, you know, outshine the uh, the Bulls and the Warriors and take that um, NBA regular season record? I'm gonna, I've, we've got to give the doctor. Come on, doctor. Give us your, give us your word of wisdom, mate. Word of uh, wisdom. Easy, fella. Easy. Yeah, yeah easy. No. Don't, don't think that they can <coughs> break the record. Uh, wow, great wisdom. Why? No, look, why? I, I, I just don't think they're there yet. Like, to do something with the Bulls in uh, the, the Golden State Warriors, like, they were just freakish. It wasn't just one. Like, and they had MJ, right? And you had Curry. And, but, I mean, the team dynamics were pretty pretty perfect, pretty spot on. Uh, Milwaukee, look, I think they'll, they'll come close. They'll be a obviously be, you know, in the 60s somewhere, but to get 72, 73, look, I just don't see it yet. And yes, I understand on the East, it's a little bit easier. But look, Toronto, Boston, Philly, I think they're going to pick it up um, by the end of the, you know, coming up to the mid-end of the season. And they will still play some West teams. And I just don't see them getting 72, 73, 74. But they'll be in the 60s for sure. Yeah, okay. That's all I got. Like, they're a great team, Wings. And I don't think that's a bad question. That's actually a pretty pretty solid question, I think, to start the pod. Um, yeah, they're a good team while they get there. No, it's just a feel. That's it. Yeah, I mean, like, they're on the edge, right? I mean, you know, to only get, you know, to only lose 10 games oh, in, yeah. the, in the season's really, really tough. And they're at three out of three already. Um, so, yeah, no, I'll take your point. Look, and I'm not necessarily saying that I think they will. I just think, like, if there's any team in the league this year who's on track to do something like that or get close, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like I agree. And, and, and like you're saying, you know, they're in the East. I think, what, the last game was Charlotte, Cleveland, Atlanta, Jazz, which they beat. Then you got the mm. Then they beat Portland, Atlanta, Chicago, Indiana, Chicago, OKC. Jazz, you know, like they're playing a few teams at the same time, so you know they're getting used to them, um, and they're, mm. they're winning. I mean, in all of those, was there actually 
a big name that they actually beat, though, in, in all their wins so far. I'm just having a look. I can't actually see a big name that they actually beat yet uh, from my mm. memory. So uh, I think they'll start playing those those teams later and, you know, could get in a little bit of trouble. But they'll be good. They're still yeah. a great team. Ash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> look, Ash yeah, loves I, the question. <laughs> Wiggs, good question. I don't think so. I think maybe if the Bucks were at, you know, Bucks or the Lakers were, you know, 13 and 1 or whatever it would be, 15 and 1, I'd probably mm. give them a good crack. But three at this, we're, we're a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to get to 73 and 9 <coughs> or even 72 and 10. But I do think they'll get up in the high 60s, maybe 68, which would give it a good nudge. Um, for the Lakers, I don't know, until we see this, this month, they've got a bit of a hard schedule coming up. Um, they could drop a few games like they did today against um, the Dallas Mavs at home, uh, especially down 14 points. Interesting. So... Mm. But I was talking to Muddy, and I'm just going to go just slightly off topic here. But do you think do we think the Bucks are the ones that really can push the Clippers or the Lakers? Is that what it we're doesn't, thinking? Doesn't matter yeah. because it's whoever comes out of the East. Like it's irrelevant who we think can push them. It's mm. just who comes out. Yeah, so, yeah, well, yeah. But I think Ash is saying, say if um, do know, we really see it going to seven? No. I, I, I was talking to Ash, and I think I think yes is my short answer. I think they can push push um, uh, Clips or the Lakers, and why is because when I look at Clippers and Lakers versus Bucks, then Bucks is the only team that I can actually say, oh, who actually has the best player right now? You know, oh, Bucks. Stop and, it. and and I think Giannis can in some circles actually be named the best player if he's playing against the Lakers or playing against the Clippers. Um, and therefore, I think they've got a bit of an edge. Uh, I'm not saying that they'll beat them, but I guess the question Ash is saying, could they push them? And, and my short answer is yes, because Giannis could be actually the best player on the court, which which, which goes, a, goes a long way. Hmm. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a fair call. I think, like, it's tough. Like it's a big, it's a big statement to say, Giannis. You know, he's definitely one of the best players in the league. To say he might be the best player on the court against the best teams. Like it's a big statement, but it's not like it's hard to argue with at the same time. It's just a tough, you know, it's a tough thing to say. He's he's playing this year. He's playing better this year than he was last year. He's added a, a pretty decent shot to his repertoire. Like he's. And he's just beasting, like he's mm. pretty crazy. Like he, you know, if there's one yeah, player, but he's just taking. He can take over games. But isn't he technically like a DeRozan Harden at the moment, where he's literally a two-point specialist? Yeah, matter? but well, he yeah, has, I think he it has does been more this year than last I think, year. I think it does. I think it matters because. At the end of the day, you can limit, you can take him out of the game by building a wall and stopping him. Like, 
Okay. He's going to score 30 on you. But at the moment, to me, the Bucks don't really have a second guy that's going to get you 25-30 as well. So right. I think you can I think you can limit Giannis. So Giannis is I think Giannis is in the same predicament as Harden is that the Bucks rely on him, and I'm not saying that he's not a good player and he could be the best player but I don't think Milwaukee has the team to beat those teams because the I Lakers I don't think that's, have a I don't think that's the question. I don't think that's the question that's going I think can no, they push? Well, it's not. Um, Ash, and, yeah. And, yeah. And look, I, yeah, well, if, I agree. If Giannis, if, if Giannis scores 50, they'll push him for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I, just, just again, I'm going a side note off a side note. Giannis in the Eurostep looks even even crazier this year. It just looks like he's walking or running or jogging, you know? Like, <laughs> it's it, it, it like you dribble on the ball, you know? Like, he just yeah. he goes where everybody goes through. Around, above, under. He just seriously, it's just like he's just running. Yeah, he's playing, he's, he's playing out of his mind. Yeah. Like people he's talk pushing, about, he's pushing um, off. Yeah, like, oh, pushing <laughs> off. Like, like people talk a lot about hard and step back, but I'm telling you now, Giannis is like running, layupy, euro steppy, whatever. It's just that's unstoppable too. Yeah, but Muddy, like, I'd, I'd, I think you could body. Him. There's not too many players that can guard him, but like LeBron James can at least make that a tougher. Like if he gets downhill, that's hard. But LeBron James, I think, could defend him good enough to limit him if he plays the Lakers, and I'd say. On stop the same with yeah, stop it right there. And I oh, and I'd say man. I'd say on the Clippers side that um, Kawhi Leonard can do the same. He, they're not gonna no. make him score twenty not points. This year. He's not still this gonna year. score thirty, but I think they're big enough to make that shot more difficult for him, as opposed to him scoring on uh, I don't know. Yucca Purtle. Yeah. Who knows? You understand, but they're not really stopping him if he's still getting his season average, is it? Are they? Well, in the playoffs, that helps because you don't want him to be better. But anyway. Okay, uh, fair enough. All righty. Well, so they're going to they're gonna face, by the way, they'll face uh, the Clippers on the 7th of December. Uh, that's a Ooh. Saturday. So that's US. So I guess that'll be Sunday. Uh, here. Sun- yeah, well, that's all right. That'll be a Sunday week. game here. And then they face Los Angeles Friday 20th. So that'll be Saturday 21st for us. How uh, hard? Just on that, have you noticed, and I guess it's always been the case, but it's a pretty it's a pretty tough run for teams that run, that actually get games in LA now because they basically play those teams back to back. And yeah, so they make them do it. You, yeah. So you think about it. You land in LA and you might have the Clippers one night, have a day's break, then you gotta play the Lakers. That's tough. 
or vice versa. I mean, man, you're a legit team yeah. if you can even compete in those two games, especially in the back-to-back. Yeah, but if you're that, that's, East, that mean, schedule's tough. That schedule's yeah. tough. Oh, I'm just yeah, talking about yeah. all teams. Yeah, but then, but then in the same Pacific Division, what you got Phoenix Kings and Golden State. So I mean, if you go on a bit of run in the Pacific, you know, you, you you still like your chances to a degree, depending what Phoenix team you get. But you know, and if you're in the East, you're going back for a holiday for a little while, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's put it this yeah. way. Like, so the Bucks' next two games, they face New York, then they face, face Detroit, right? Oh. So, you know, they're, they're, they'll be fine. Yeah. Then they've got the Clippers, exactly. but then they've, got, then they've got Orlando, which, yeah, you could get a good nah. Orlando. Kevin Day, but oh, they're not yeah, going to be good. New Orleans especially, aren't going to be Especially Alan. in April. Especially in April. <laughs> what? Uh, New Orleans, Memphis. Uh, Cleveland, Dallas might be tough, then Los Angeles. But then it's back to New York, Indiana, Philadelphia, yeah. Atlanta, a, Orlando, like Chicago. It's they've yeah, got they're it easy. A, they're, they're a 65-win team. Got to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably, it, it all comes down to how much petrol is Giannis going to use for those 65 wins because he's going to need... He's going to need some in the tank come playoffs. Well, yeah. you know, deep in the playoffs anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right, Ash. Okay. All right, boys. Well, I'm going to give you – yes, I am still here. Um, I haven't gone – left his boys. But um, anyway, look, let's move on. <laughs> My topic, I just want to know your guys' thoughts on what are the two top teams, and we're assuming the two top teams – come the playoffs will be the Lakers and the Clippers. Now, what do you guys think their weaknesses are to defeat them in a playoff series? I want to see what you guys, what you guys takes are and uh, see what we can give the audience and uh, our listeners and see what they, see what they think also. So what do you think, Scars? What's their weakness, uh, brother? We'll start off with the Lakers. What's their weakness uh, in defeating them in a seven game series? I think both teams, in all honesty, is the three point line. Yeah. I, I think, and I think it's just league-wide. If you can shoot a high percentage from from three nowadays, you've got a big chance of beating anyone. Look at this, like, perfect example. The Spurs played the Clippers, and they beat them. And they kind of beat them easy in the end, which is ridiculous. But the Spurs nailed threes, and that was it. Well, when you think about that, Scars, in the Clippers, though, who do you see being that three-point assassin besides Paul George? As in Who's defensively? Who, no, 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 no. Who is the, You're saying threes. Who is their no, shooter I'm, that can... I'm, no, no, no. I'm saying teams... Both of them. Both of them. Will beat... Beat... Will get... Like, you can beat the Lakers and you can beat the Clippers on the yeah, three-point line. Good that's point. where you. That's yep. where you beat them. Good point. Because so you, you're saying maybe if Golden State had their two, the Splash Brothers, yep. that oh, yeah. they would run? Yeah, yeah for yep, sure, man. For sure. Yep. Because you just you just look at, the, look at, like, you look at that Spurs team on paper. Yeah. And you would think there is no way, and especially the way they're playing, that they could beat that Clippers team. And Yeah. Especially after their run they've had. Yeah. 
and they just they smashed them. Mm. But then then the Spurs go around and get absolutely pumped by Detroit two days later. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, it's yeah. for me the three point line has changed the game that much. You get two or three guys that can nail a few from there. It just opens every it opens the game up. Yeah, no, you are right because I would I would say I think it was the game. The Lakers were playing. I think it was the Jazz or was it the Grizzlies at home? One of the one of one team at home, and it just took LA. To, I think it was they got three or four threes in a row, and that's when I think they, that was the, the lead. That was that was the Grizzlies. Ash, I'm I thought it confident. was the Grizzlies. Yeah, because it was like bang, 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 and then Grizzlies lead was gone, and then a timeout. So, yeah, I do. Yeah. I'd say the the three point line definitely is that definitely can break the camel's back. So is that your scars? It's pretty much your take to beat them. Yeah, man, on the three yeah. point line. Both teams? Yep, I think the three... Yeah, both teams, for sure. All right. The Doctor, what have you got, brother? What have you got? Oh, look. In a seven game. Look, I'm, I'm going to agree with um, Scarzi, actually. Because just watching... Like, even the Rockets scored 158 and Harder went for 60. I mean, who's going to yeah. be that if you're knocking down threes, you know? Like, yeah. the three ball has definitely changed. That's a big reason why Warriors won so, you know, won so many games and a few chips, you know? They were just devastating on how they ran, you know, around the three-point line and sort of got open. And, uh, look, I'm going to agree with Scarzi. I have got – I hope the Clippers and Lakers are super hard. I think they've got good defences. The coaches are going okay. I'm still not sold on uh, Lakers coach yet, but, you know, he's doing a decent job. I think the benches are good. I, I don't think they've got too many other weaknesses apart from what Scarzi is saying, having – you know, uh, really a few good guys who can hit that hit that three on a consistent basis. So, yeah, I'm probably look. I'm going to go with the same actually. Like, that was that was a good conversation, Scarzi. Yeah, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Wigs. Scarzi comes through with a with a great one. Wigs, what do you got, oh, mate? Man. What are your what you already always have beaten them? Come um, game series. Well, first, I I agree. Like it's it's happened already. <laughs> like te- teams that shoot well from beyond the arc tend to do better against both teams. So that makes sense. And it, it but it's surprising for the Clippers if you think about yeah, if definitely. you think that the Clippers have KL Beverly and um and Paul George as your perimeter wing type defenders. How is it that any team could shoot well from beyond the arc against them? It doesn't mm. make any sense. Like on you know, like you're saying, like on paper, that doesn't make any sense. So it'll be no. interesting if, if they fix that. Then if if that if that D steps up, then you know that's a different story. But as it stands, and I'm guessing I didn't watch the game that the Lakers lost today, but I'm guessing that Luca just shot the lights out from three. Is that how they got it? Is that how they beat him today? Uh, no, I don't it was think hard. He, he didn't. He, he scored crazy. 16. He, he scored 16 in the third. I didn't quite see. All his shots, he scored, but he scored 27 but, points, and he he, yeah. he only he hit four from ten threes. Oh, all right. Well, that's not that great, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's okay, but okay, but four threes. It's not like he was. He no, he wasn't raining threes. No. Yeah, but okay. it, uh, I think Luke is able to also open. I think Luke uh, is probably a little bit like. LeBron, how they pound the ball and they tend to make the offense come out to them. So it, he can open the floor up without actually hitting a three, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You still got to guard him away 
from the three-point line, don't you? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that so I think that makes sense from beyond the arc. If you're shooting well from there, you're going to do well against both teams. I think um, I think other than that though, for the Clippers, and I'm probably stealing a bit of your thunder here, Ash, because I I agree with you and I, I saw you write it in the in the in the chat. But I I think that if that Lou Williams is really important for the Clippers, and that if you if you're able to play to sort of take him out of the game, whether that's by just playing really good D on him or getting him into foul trouble or whatever it might be, then there are games the the, the rest of the Clippers have not been all that consistent in terms of their scoring. So even even Kawhi's scoring has been inconsistent. So if yep. you can take away that backup that he has um, and force him to do it, you know, what we've seen so far is that it's... um you know, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um with the Lakers, I don't, okay, and then for both teams taking a step back, I'd say that injury would be the other thing you just have to hope for. So both teams have players that are injury prone. So, so AD on the Lakers, he's, you know, like he's got his shoulder issues. LeBron had his first major injury last. I think he's probably going to be fine. But some of the other players like Rondo can get injured fairly easily. We've had a couple of little niggles here and there. Um, and then uh, on the clips, obviously, Kawhi's load managing PG's got new shoulders, um, so you never know. You never know. So you just got to hope for. Um, you just got to hope for. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Muddy's on the chat. Listeners, are wow. <laughs> so unprofessional. Um, I think you'd have to go into that series just hoping that they're not healthy. Other than that, I think just hope they're healthy. That's all. <laughs> so yeah, look, I'll give my take. I think definitely is you got to bully. You've kind of got to bully Lou Williams, similar to how LeBron bullied uh, Curry in the 2016 series and just really locked him down, got him off his game, limited his shots, um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, So for the Clippers, I think also they don't want to be too eager on defense. And I think as in being eager, I think we're aiming this at Pat Bev. Like the guy is great, brings the hustle, but he just commits the stupid fouls. And I think he's been fouled off about three times this, this season already. So in a playoff series, he doesn't want to, what do you call it, be over over eager or, you know what I mean. He's just he's such... Over milk it. Yeah, and just be so... And I've seen Pop, not Pop, I've seen um, uh, Doc go off a few times at him for the mere fact... Um, uh, you know what I mean? Mere fact that he's just been stupid fouls, getting fouled off, but he's not really helping the team when he's fouled off. If he could just yep. t- bring it down a notch on the defensive end, he'll be great. Um, and I think, yeah, like I said, bully, you got to bully Lou because when Lou gets going, and I think Muddy brought this up on the weekend when he was around, yes, saying, once Lou gets going, oh, sure Harold <laughs> gets going. Harold <laughs> gets going. Oh, yeah, so, because they are the, they're a tandem. Yeah. Anyway. So if you could... If you, and I think in that opening in that opening uh, opening night, LA versus uh, Clippers versus Lakers, the difference making that was obviously their bench, but Lou Williams, you could see the Lakers would get close, and Lou Williams would break the camels back with a three pointer or just like a, a a circus shot that only he could pull off, and you could just see it was it's that basket that breaks the camels back when you're trying to make a comeback. For the Lakers, mm. I think it's going to be injury, but I also think if they can get Davis, definitely limit Davis, maybe throw two bodies at him. 
Like, he's he's a guy that can go one-on-one great. I don't think he could oh. go against two if they can double him. I know then, especially if the Clippers meet them, because I think the Clippers can move, their defense can move and slide um, and still lock a team down. But I oh, reckon... Definitely. I reckon definitely you got to double AD. I wouldn't double LeBron for the mere fact we know what LeBron can do. But I think, especially AD being his first time in the playoffs, double AD. Get him out of the oh. game. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it, boys. I don't think... And obviously just staying healthy. Staying healthy is a big one, definitely. Staying healthy. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Staying healthy. Gotta, gotta do it. Hey, that's a pretty good straight. Yeah, throwing, throwing it around. Another one of Muddy's. The there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Another one. <laughs> but anyway... Anyway, what else? Let's move on to the doctors. Doctor's got a topic. What have you got, brother? Let's move it on. Topic. Oh, okay. Look, I, I don't. I just read something about Mark Cuban. Um, is the Mavs owner, isn't he? And uh, you read? Do you read it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I learned to read off Scarby. That's not a good <laughs> idea, buddy. That's I know. Not a good I know. Idea. I know. And then I went to your daughter and she told me better. You need a new teacher. So Mark Cuban, anyway, uh, he apparently he states here in the, in the column, knows why the NBA's ratings are dropping while NFL ratings remain consistent. And I think he just, you know, states oh, prob- probably obvious, you know, ratings are down because of our national broadcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I guess my question is, if you wanted... Okay, assume that this is correct. NBA ratings are going down. What would you do in the league to actually improve the ratings, improve, you know, consumer engagement and consumer satisfaction and therefore income, finances, and just the whole global product of NBA basketball? What if you turn into Wiggs, mate, and just ask us like a 10-page question? So you got, you know, you got, oh, mate. You talk like you can write 10 pages, so... Uh, <laughs> Mate, I'd, I'd be lucky to put 10 minutes. words. I'd be lucky to put 10 words there. Keep going. Well, oh, mate, mate, you don't even have 10 teeth. So just, yeah, you go first, Garvey. <laughs> what would I do to ink? Well, oh, it's, what, I, what, I what do you mean? Big... Yeah. Okay, guys, keep going. I, well, I, okay. I, I, basically, okay. Basically, basically, Marty's saying, what would you do to get the ratings back up? Okay, well, look, I'll go quickly. Look, we just came off 2000 and uh, season 2018. We just came off a season that was being so dominant for the last three years. We haven't given yeah. this year from now that the league is balanced. We haven't, until we get to the very end of the season, I think the ratings will go back up. The ratings probably dropped for the mere fact there were teams, there was, was a team so was dominant. Style. Yeah. Style. That's mm. right. And now that the league's balanced, yes. It's getting slow, and it's. Uh, let's be honest. Are the game we at the start of the season? We thought it was going to be exciting, but I think I'm are bored. we starting to get? Yeah, are we starting to get a wee bit bored? Like Scars, you said the other day, oh, the games are shit today. Like, and I had a look at the oh. games. Look, they were great teams, Mate. but they were playing shit teams. Yeah, right? well, that's exactly you right. You know what I mean? And are we already in the quarter of the season? Are we thinking, fuck, this is shit? Like, you know what I mean? Are we already? Itching to get to the finals, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we... I'm, I'm, I'm itching. I'm sick of load management. I, I think 
some really good teams, th- bad teams. Yes, yeah. I, agree. I think the schedule, first of all, we didn't really know when, you know, did the schedule come out pre Kawhi or prior? What do you mean? Did it come out? No, I'm pretty sure it came out way after he signed yeah. the Clippers, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, way yeah. after that. Yeah, way yeah. after. Just double checking, but yeah, I think the schedule may be a bit stale because we are seeing teams like the Lakers this month play pretty average teams. Um, but then in saying that, the league's balanced. So I think you ought to know, Matty, you are right. We are itching to get. We're wanting to see these big games to see who really can push each other. Uh, we thought the league was balanced. It'll probably get better as the season goes, possibly. But I guess we just have to wait and see. So scars back to you, bro. Sorry, I didn't even take you. Take your spot. No, good. Uh, look, I think it's the little things that you can't do much about the schedule. That, like you say, it is more balanced. It, but just say, bal- say if you could change the schedule. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just well, saying hypothetically. Yeah, well, I'm saying I don't think I wouldn't change the schedule. I'd change things like the All Star Game, the dunk contest. They're the things that you look forward to during the season in the middle of the season, which now I don't even bother about them. Like, I don't even watch the first quarter of the All-Star break. I haven't, I haven't watched the dunk contest in probably eight years. They're the type of things that the league's probably got to improve on. Um, look, we haven't seen Zion this year. Everyone was just itching to see Zion. He's been injured. I think... I think you do probably have to let the dust settle a bit on this season and let the season play out because there's there's probably a few exciting things that have happened this season that could have happened this season, you know, due to injury and stuff like that. Um, but that, that, that they're probably the two things that I would look at changing first is the all-star game and the dunk contest because they're in the middle of the season and they were, they were the things that, you know, back, 20 years ago, you'd look forward to. It was almost like the mini finals in some way. Everyone was waiting for those games. And now, I mean, I don't think anyone cares about them at all. Even the rookie games. Yeah. Yeah, I missed missed the old All-Star games. They mattered. Yeah. They mattered. Yeah, that's right. Um, They They meant something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon, so, I think you're right. Like, like there's some improvements that could be made there. I think that a lot of the stories that you see in the media about the NBA are fairly negative. So, it's always about, like, load management. It's always about, like, you know, not so much these days, but even last year, like, how long is LeBron's coach going to last? A lot of those stories, like, they're, they're really sort of deficit based and and really negative and I think but there's like we talked about last pod like there's some really good stories in the league every single week you know Luke is a good story like him or not he's he's amazing he's in his second year and he's killing it you know like um, Pascal Siakam is is was most improved player last year and he's even better you know improved even more this year yeah. and and he's, and he's dragging the Raptors along with him um you know, to, to, to be a really strong force in the East. There's just some good stories, but you don't really... all Everything in the media is all about, you know, shock and awe and just trying to... Stephen A blasting Embiid about not scoring and Max Kellerman 
just disagreeing with him just for the sake of disagreeing and you know like it's all just for drama so like yeah, skip and, and shannon it, it makes me yeah. skip and shannon just arguing just for the sake of of, of arguing they're just arguing just for the sake of arguing it's just for so yeah. i think the nba probably could do a better job of framing the league you know like trying to influence yeah, that's a good either, call. get get its own media going you know try and get some good some better pr people on board so that they can get some better stories in the media um, I reckon the other that's thing really, is like that's a really good answer, Wiggs. I like that. Hey, oh, Wiggs, quickly, just what about what about going a bit more international, spreading the game a bit? Like you said, nah, you know, I don't think it, I don't think that works, man. I really well, take don't the All Star. If you take the All Star game, if you take the All Star week away and you limit all that crap where they get a week off, maybe just have a, a game internationally. They're different. Like they go to China a lot. They go to London. I think yeah. on this side of the world, ourselves, as in Australia or Australasia. We miss out a bit. We don't get to. We really don't have see. the courts for it, man. We don't have the courts for it. Well, that's yeah. maybe something. Uh, maybe that's exactly. Maybe that's something. If the game uh, wants to expand, uh, you can't. You can't build an game. IKEA bookshelf. What are you on about, mate? <laughs> yeah. But we have to. Maybe Please, expanding I'm the to game. A friendship with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No instructions on that. Yeah. One. I don't. I think. I think you're right, Ash, in, in the fact that I think those international games have to be games that mean something to the yeah. NBA yeah. players. Agreed. I'd agree with Agreed. that 100%. Agreed. Like, there's no point in having a preseason game because they're shit. No, no, no. That's what I'm meaning. You have to get yeah, the, yeah. Maybe limit the All-Star I, I, week because they get the week off. I, right? Yeah, that's good. And let yeah. the teams travel over that whole weekend. They travel, go international, get them out, get the game involved because they do a lot on all-star week and they do a lot in their own communities but just get it out there's no wrong with doing that the community stuff and then heading over you know into australia into china into yeah. new zealand into that just to spread the game get the ratings back up national national get it international get the ratings up you're coming out you expand that game you're getting the dollars through the gate whether or not it's going to be in us or whatnot but still getting the game spread maybe that could boost the ratings all right. Well, if Adam Silver's listening, just listen up, buddy. This bring a game. A bring a game. Yeah. Bring a game over here for us, brother. Saves us travel. But ser- I seriously, think... yeah. I don't Sorry, know. Like, no, no, you're right. You're right. I, I, I think that that might raise ratings for a bit, but it doesn't change the league enough to to make it sustainable. It would be the yeah, problem. No, so it's still yeah. after that break, you'd still go back to a league where. Um, you know, that we're, we're complaining about. Yeah, exactly. And so, so the other thing I was going to say is that I think that there's, they need to have a look at these rule changes they've made over the last few years and decide whether they're worth keeping. Because the the the, the freedom that offensive players have yeah. is is unprecedented. And it, and I get the Good reason cool. they've been making those those changes was to make the game more exciting. But it's not exciting if someone can score sixty. And not really get touched by any defense. Yeah, I don't think I that's like, exciting. Yeah. No? yeah, yeah. James, uh, yeah, that's true. It's yep. it's not like there's you know it's one thing for to say that P, PG or, or Kawhi are like elite defenders, but are they? It's it's hard to say that they're that elite if if they're kind of really restricted by the rules and what they can do, and someone can still score twenty or thirty on them. Like shutting someone down these days means that they score twenty five. And you've shut them down. It's not really shutting yeah. them down. Yeah. yeah, but like, but sixty is really the is the new fifty. 
Like, no, it's, you got to, if you, that's what I just said. No, I'm just going to that even. Yeah, if you score 60 now, it was like scoring 50 back in the day. No, I, I, I disagree. Of course you do. Like 40. Like, no, they don't even touch you when you go into the key anymore, bro. You know, like, I reckon, yeah, the 60 now is like a 40 back in the day. Like, I'm talking about, you know, I guess Jordan Kobe's days, you know, like. Mm. That's just question. Kobe right now in this league at his peak would be average of, I reckon, 40 easy. 40, 45. Mm. Averaging. Kobe. Oh, now you're just buttering up wigs. That's all you're doing, buddy. Oh, That's all you're doing. Jordan I think you're doing. doing. He just recognizes greatness. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good topic. Okay. Good topic. Okay. I'm no, right. Let's go. leave it there. Hey, no, no. Hold okay, on. Yeah. Did, but just, just oh, hang on. Go Did you? Oh, sorry, money. No, you go, buddy. So, so, okay, look, again, I don't know how this will work, but this, look, I'm bored already, and I just want the playoffs to happen. So what I would do, if I was Adam Silver, I'd say 60-game season, still breaks oh. it up in East Coast where you get the final, still seven games, you know, uh, to, to, to move on. And then I'll go top four, then you got your four, top four to eight, top eight to 12, top 12 to 16. All of them are going to play playoffs. The top four oh. in both East and West will play to obviously get the big the, the, the chip. Okay, but if you get seed one in any of the East or seed one, you'll have five home games at all times in the seven. If you get mm. if you're between top four and top eight, you play for finances. So you're gonna get a lot of money if you get, you know, the, the if, if you're number one in that top four to top eight. And then eight to twelve, you play for cap space. So you can actually try and advance in the next year higher into those tiers. And then 12 to 16, you're actually playing for the draft picks. And these are still all seven-game series. Mate. That's what I'm doing. What are you smoking? Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I wonder why you are I like that idea about playing for the draft picks because you can finish in that bottom four but you need to beat the other four, yeah, you the need other to three beat teams the other four, to get. Yeah. You can't. You can't tank to get the to get the draft. I mean, you've still got to be in the bottom four, yeah. I guess. But but that's a bit different. Because I hate that that nonsense. Like it's it feels like a quarter of the league. There's no point even watching them play because they're just you know they're going out of the way to tank to get the draft picks. Definitely. So yeah, like like chip. like the Knicks for the last twenty years. But anyway. So you're playing for the chip. You're playing for a financial incentive and rewards. You're playing for cap space to try and improve your roster, your team, and you're playing for draft picks for the same reason, but you're getting, you know, younger, younger kids coming through. Spoken like a true doctor. And way to make way to make it. No, I hope you thought yeah. about that long and hard all week. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I just thought about it. Ten minutes before we got on the pod. Sounds, sounds <laughs> like it. Sounds like it. I bet you did, brother. Oh, that's that's uh, good. Good incentives, definitely. But, um, yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, good no, incentives. No, but seriously, seriously, 
seriously, if you had any of those teams within any of those, say, tiers, the guys got like four tiers, you would watch and you would want them to play, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, but it's still, really, but, but hang on. Turn on the TV. Hang on, you still got to get through sixty games. Yeah, 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 exactly. So sixty games, and therefore you can't load manage because if you want to make top four to try and get a chip, you you, you can't load manage at sixty games. If you want to, you, you, you know, so it, it it's actually incentive to actually play games too. Oh yeah, because you can't finish sixth or seventh and still still make it through to the finals. Exactly, because it's top yeah. four in each side. Because I think a lot of fans like ourselves, we go, oh, gee, he's not playing. Oh, he's resting. You know, like, that, that's not what we want. You know, we want our best players to be playing. We want our best players to be playing versus the best players. Not like, yeah. you know, like before. So all I'm trying to think is how can I get – what would what, what would I do to try and get myself interested to watch every game? That's, that's my answer. The other part there, I reckon, no. too, is that if you're, if you're say, like, you know, you're a Phoenix fan, or like you live in Phoenix, you're from Phoenix, the Suns are your team, uh, it gives you a reason to keep watching in the postseason as well. Whereas, like, if you're, you know, if you're a Suns fan, a Pelicans fan, like, come the postseason, what are you doing? What if you're a Knicks fan? You're not paying, paying attention. Yeah. Did you guys have a look at the the changes that Adam Silver had kind of proposed that Wodge um, kind of reported on? Those ideas yeah. that they were floating around the changing the league up? Yeah, we just, look, I did, and I didn't like them, and I guess that's why I brought this up too. I just I, I just didn't oh, see I didn't. a lot of his a lot of his sort of points. But yeah, please tell Scarzi because he can't read and he didn't read them. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly where I was headed. <laughs> um, well, just for Scarzi. No, look, I actually, I'm not really. Is it inaudible or? <laughs> I, I'm not really across it that much either. But I know that one one of the points was going to be that I think it's like um, at the end of the season, regular season, um, sixth, seventh, eighth, or oh, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth seed would play it out for the for the like final spot or something in the. Um, in the in the playoffs, so if you so if you finished sort of like ninth, you would have a chance to to make it into the playoffs. Um, and so there'd be like a little little tournament around that kind of stuff. But so I don't I don't mind that idea because the difference between sort of eighth spot and ninth and tenth spot usually isn't that much. And, well, and nothing. It, clinching the eighth spot doesn't mean that you're a better team than ninth and tenth necessarily, right? Like you you might just have one more win or you might win on points differential or something like that. It's not usually pretty close around there. And once you get down to like right at the bottom, they're, they're really way behind. But the parts, the stuff that I didn't like was this idea of like reseeding, uh, sort of yeah. they wanted to reseed between east, east and west, west yeah. to bounce yeah. out the playoffs. I, don't, I think that's nonsense. I, like, I agree with you, right. buddy. You've got to keep it east and west. And and the other thing they wanted to introduce this like mid-season tournament. Oh, I didn't even understand that week. No, I don't fully get it either. But it's it's just like they want to stop the season. Get I don't I don't know how they'd choose the teams. It must be like the top top four from each conference or something. I don't even know. And they'd get them to play in this this round like un, this tournament, this round robin that's unrelated to the rest of the season. I think it does. For there what? Be like, Financial, you, you know, the players get paid, the team, the winner would get paid, and they're they're yeah. they're kind of modelling it off European soccer, 
But I think it's oh, all nonsense. Yeah, yeah, that's but, right. Yeah. But yeah. but I I think that the idea though of having the bottom teams like you know the eighth and and you know seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth maybe battling it out to make it into the playoffs. I think that's that kind of makes sense. I, well, maybe not make sense, but that that would be exciting to see, interesting. But I think they've got to be careful not it, to change everything up too much because yeah. you know, like they, I think they responded yeah. too hastily with the All Star Weekend by mixing up East and West. And I don't, I don't give a crap about LeBron's team or Giannis's team. I no, want to see East and West. No, That's what the league's yeah, about. East, That's right. They, it's nonsense. But anyway, but they should play off. I don't mind the idea of playing off of the draft pick. I like that idea. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Thank you. you know, you, that means you. that means you're playing hard. But other than that, I think Adam Silver drank the same water Muddy did when he came up with ninety percent of it. But anyway, Wait, my my strategy is way better than Adam Silver's. I'm just put that uh, out there. Oh, sorry. Possibly. 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 All right, Ash, you Good awake? Much. I'm here, boys. I'm here, boys. Right, uh, right uh, last question if we've got any listeners left. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Skaz. No Ash, Ash, hey? what are you doing, bro? You are, you are sleeping. You're doing something. You're just not with it. Uh, are you sick? Uh, are you... I'm here, boys. Nah, I'm nah. all good. I'm nah, all good. The, the, top, the topics have got him real fired up. Um. All right, boys. My question, my question is all about Coach Pop. Do we think, do we think he need, he needs to change his approach to coaching and let the Spurs shoot the three ball more? The reason why I say that is the Spurs are thirtieth in three point attempts. They shoot an average of twenty five a game. Houston. On the other hand, average 45 a game. Bit of a difference. What do we think? So he's like... Honestly. He's sort of come out... Your question. <laughs> <Well>, good. <laughs> he's come out in the past and sort of said that he hates the way that the three balls yep. kind of change the game. Change he thinks game. it's ugly right. basketball or whatever. Um... Ooh, so whatever, do you think? No. So I guess. So the part of your question is just like that he has to let them shoot. Is is your sense that he's like he's coaching that they should be shooting the three ball? Is that your sense? Well, I, I'd assume so. If they're only shooting twenty five, and they but played the Clippers, they, the, 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 is that just because on, they, they don't have three point shooters though? No, I don't think so. Well, they shot thirty five against the Clippers and beat them. Yeah. Yeah, and I noticed that I noticed that DeRozan has started he started shooting a few, which is interesting because it's just off the back well, of some criticism about how he never shoots three ball. Like <laughs> there, was, there was a bunch of podcasts where like literally I heard like three podcasts in a row talking about how DeRozan needs to start shooting from beyond the arc, and then suddenly he's he's taking a couple he, of games and hitting them yeah, too. Well, like yeah. well, he needs well, to. Yeah, he needs. Well, yeah. And look, I think DeRozan's got the shot to be able to hit the three ball. By the way. It just couldn't take it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he just hasn't really tried to. Well, it doesn't look like he's developed it in game. Situation, no. I guess. But. Not like a catch and shoot, even. No. Yeah. I think. Look, yeah, no, we, 
Look, I don't know. I, I guess it's all about W's, is it? And this is probably the first season where I've, I've felt that the, the Spurs just aren't really there, but they still can get away with the get couple games. You know what I mean? Like every other season, to be honest, I think we had a pod last year, didn't we? Um, discussing, you know, would the Spurs win 50 or make the final playoffs? And I think yep. all, all of us were just like, of course they would. Like, <laughs> they've done it for like 20 years. So why wouldn't yep. they do it again? Like, it's just, so I'll probably say, I think it's a bit early to say that Pop has to change his style um, to actually win NBA games because the guys, although I know, you know, I'm not the biggest fan, he's a legend, right? Um, he's a great coach. So I'd say, no, I don't think he has to change. To answer your question directly, I don't think he has yeah. to change for Spurs to win. Another weird, another weird thing I noticed when they played the Clippers was um, Yucca Pirtle was playing. It was like in the second, it was in the second quarter, and he got three blocks in a matter of five minutes, and he, and Pop took him off, and he took him off for Oldridge, who then got scored on three times in a row. And so, it was just, it was such a, a is, no, is Pop no, it's to... just, my point, my point is, is that it's all like Pop, Pop's kind of coached in the past, like a lot of players play with the spurt, like, you know, he uses his bench and all those types of things, right? This is blasphemy, and, this is blasphemy for you. Well, what no, it doing? just, I'm what just, I'm just trying to figure it Trying to think, I'm trying to figure out why Pop won't, why Pop won't change his style when he's clearly got a team that doesn't have heaps of depth. Then he's got a guy who's playing great defense. Wasn't like he was buggered, and he subbed him off for a guy that can't play a lick of defense. That doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, but is is Pop trying to get his stock up? What do you mean, stock? Aldridge. Like, is he trying to get Aldridge's stock up so it's what? So worth to he trade? Gets, he, he gets scored on three times in a row. Yeah, I know that he got scored on three times, but before that okay. happened, was that his, was that his and, idea? And they weren't... Is that his uh, idea of getting weren't. him out there? Hey? I don't know, man. That's possible. I guess that's one way of looking at it, Ash. I don't know. Because he, he might be trying seemed, to get his... Yeah. <laughs> it just seems weird to me. You'll win. Yeah, you, you're there to win. Yeah. They got the win. They got the win. But mm. it was just a weird... He just did some weird things that I thought, man, this doesn't make any sense. This is a muddy... Maybe. This is a scarcity. This is how you play Bart Oh, wow. You made no sense. I do. Are you disagreeing with the question, Muddy, or what? Well, I don't even know what question you asked. You started off with the three ball, and then you go up to Aldridge coming off. I from said, the no, I didn't. I said, should okay. he change his coaching style? I don't <laughs> think, maybe, maybe Pop should look at it, and we know he lost his wife, I think it was last season or the season before, and everything yeah, kind of hasn't yeah. gone uphill from there. So maybe I think it's for Pop to look back on this season, whether he rides it out, and just maybe start going into that more president role. Uh, getting out of the coaching spot. Spurs do need something different, whether it's in the coaching staff or 
or, you know, cleaning house and rebuilding. But I think mm-hmm. Pop, I'm not saying his style is outdated. I just don't think he has the team that showcases his style. Um, yeah. Well, hey, he just lost in the uh, fucking in the world championships. They didn't even get to the medal game. Yeah. So maybe maybe like, Pop just needs a break. Like he's been that team has been going to the playoffs every year. You know, they're they're one of the teams that we we don't years, we don't really. think of, and then bang, they're in the playoffs, and they're a team that you kind of don't want to meet in the playoffs because they are they can turn it on, they can push you to six or seven. But I think maybe it is time for Pop just to just to maybe go into that VP role and for the Spurs and kind of be in the front office and and just get out of coaching altogether. Uh, let someone else take over from in the Spurs um, organization as co- in the coaching area. And then just obviously start looking at rebuilding that team. Whether you know you get yeah. rid of, you trade uh, DeRozan and try to get some good pieces, whether it's in the draft or or whether it's whatnot, you know, they could definitely be in this year's draft because a good Lamelo would be great in that out in that outfit if they can get a good pick for him or if they can get a pick or or whatnot. Um, yeah, man, I just think maybe Pop's time's up. Just um, I'm not saying his coaching style is outdated. I'm just saying it's his maybe just you know something gets a bit stale. Doesn't have the, doesn't just, have the passion for it. Yeah, and you just move on. And I don't think he does. Like honestly, when you watch Spur games, it just looks like he is a bit he's a bit empty, a bit empty in the tank. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. What about you, Wiggs? What do you think? Yeah, I think he think about what if what if we were to say this is this is blasphemy. Here we go. Here we go. What if what if we were to say that actually Popovich isn't really that great of a coach? He just got handed Whoa. a team. He just got handed a team for a decade that was really really good. Mm, I think that's. I think you can debate that quite easy because he changed. He went from Tim Duncan being the 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 main player to then Tony Parker being the main player. Mm, no, I'm, I'm not saying team. I agree with this. I'm just putting this out there, like to say, like, like, because like, we're assuming that he's he's like lost something, right? He's not as good. What if he? What if he's actually like he he's his success has come from just being in the right place at the right time. He had the right coaching style for the right players at the right, you know, at the right era of the NBA, and that I think the, it was 10 I years earlier right with a different style. group it wouldn't have happened, and now 10 years later with a different group it's yeah. not going to happen for him. Like, yeah, it's well, just... Well, well, yeah, we, I think it's part of that's that, right. We, I reckon that, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like Phil Jackson, you know. Yep. It's, it's, it's like, you know, all, all those, Chuck Daly... Are you listening, yeah, Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr, <laughs> like, yeah. I think I think that always has something to do with it for sure, we mm. um, But you know, he's a great coach, of course he is, and and I personally like, couldn't say retire unless he do, unless he doesn't make the playoffs two years in a row, and you know, mm. blah blah blah. I, I probably wouldn't go out on the limb and say you need to move on yet because they yeah. can still make the playoffs. Yeah, but wouldn't cool. he be better now? Wouldn't he be better now in the front office, pulling the strings and trades and all that kind of stuff now? Because he knows he's got an eye for talent. So he's why not now? He's a coach, brother. You know, he, he loves. Yeah, but he's the one that went. Thing. He's the one that went out and, and said Kawhi was the real deal, and they got and Kawhi. Right. Like he knows he's got the talent, but you know, maybe just get away from the. Oh, he still can't. 
he can still coach from being a VP. Like, you know what I mean? He can still give his insight to the coach on... But I just think... I don't know, man. That's a, what do you guys think? Do you think he could still do that? Be in the front office and kind of... Uh, I think it'd be tough for a, a new coach coming through because all of a sudden... There's a lot, you know. There's you'd want a coach coming in, being able to do whatever he wants to do without having Pop on his back. It could be a bit hard, but I guess Pat Riley's done it in Miami. Well, Scott, you've done great, mate. But we need to wrap this up, mate. You've been talking way too much. Uh, oh, yeah. an hour now. Wow. <laughs> well, thanks for answering the question, anyway. You winker. <laughs> oh, you guys love it. You guys love it. All right, boys, let's wrap it up. We're bloody. We're hitting the 56 minute mark here. All righty. Shout outs quickly, you douches. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, shout out to our probably second listener only. Uh, a mate of mine from school, Simon Holmes Evans. Thanks for the comments on the Facebook page, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think he's... Are you only giving him a shout out because he backed you up with the bloody Simmons thing? Hey, mate. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, so what do you got, mate? Look, I, I want to have a shout out to uh, Itchy Ray Ray. Um, he's the only guy, other guy apart from myself, obviously, who paid Ash for the Australia Day tournament. No, um, Wigs has paid. No, Wigs, Wigs has just paid. Good Wigs, so I'll give a shout out to you. Um, yeah, I, I think that's really respectful that we've done this. Um, Ash has put his own finances up, and um, obviously, you know, maybe can't make that pool. For you know his his, his baby Noah uh, to have a swim, and it could even affect his little trip. So, you know, what an like, idiot! <laughs> 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 nice one, Muddy. Nice Sorry. one. Wigs, who you got? I got a shout out for my brother Jamie Jackway. Jamie, uh, Jamie's a fellow that I um I grew up with. Um, he was always kind of like the, the the big brother around all us bloody silly young fellows and um he uh he was always the guy who who uh who had a job and had a car and was kind of responsible anyway he um he was a paramedic for lots of years and he um he was working in the Torres Strait some time ago and he had an accident uh winching down from a helicopter and uh came out the other end as uh uh, paraplegic no and and so yeah so he's been he's, he's he's from he's here in Townsville anyway I, I, he just recently got uh, recognised um, uh, by kind of the Queensland Ambulance Service um, with sort of they've, they've named a, a scholarship in his name and it's a scholarship that's nice. going to help young Indigenous kids um, sort of train up and come through and to become paramedics. Um, so the nice. Jamie Jackway Scholarship. So just want to say congrats to my, to my brother there and... Um, and good on you, and um, I'll have to come around. Don't, don't see him often enough, so I'll have to come around soon. He's got to have a cool nickname, though, Wiggs, with a name like Jamie Jack. Come on. What's uh, the nickname? We just, we just call him JJ. JJ. That's, yeah, that, okay. that's as good as it gets. All right, that's cool. Okay. All right, that's I'm going to cool. give another shout-out. I think I've already shouted out to this bloke. But um, I keep hearing that he's coming, that he's not coming, that he is coming, oh. he wants to come. Uh, look, mate, get your, get, your, get your stuff together. Josh, <laughs> if you're listening to the pod, come on, Josh. Don't let us down for the third time. 
Um, three Ooh. times a charm. Ooh. Muddy still believes. He's, uh, I think he still believes in Santa, to be honest, if he still believes Don't in your there. But um, <laughs> Muddy is never going to let this down if you don't come, mate. So you better yep. book your tickets and get Don down. Amen. All right. Amen. Good one, boys. In. Cheers for listening in, uh, listeners, to NBA at Home with the Boys, episode number seven. We'll catch you on episode number eight. Stay healthy. See you then. Stay healthy. Stay eat healthy. Stay healthy. Peace. Peace. There you have it. Another episode of NBA at Home with the Boys. Done and dusted. It's mid-range here. I just wanted to grab you quickly before you go just to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you, if you like what you hear, please share the podcast with your mates. Share it with uh, people out there you know who love the NBA, who love basketball, and, uh, and who love podcasts. And... Uh, Head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to your your podcasts and please leave a review and uh, maybe a five-star rating and that helps people out there who who might want to listen to a podcast like ours find the show. It's been great. Thanks so much and uh, we'll catch you next time. Stay healthy. Cheers.